a symbol that has become synonymous with modern Satanism and the occult. A sinister-looking anthropomorphic goat, cross-legged, gesturing, its furrowed gaze locking eyes with the viewer. There's something about the symbol that seems ancient and timeless, and although the name given to it, Baphomet, is centuries old, the image itself is relatively new and can be traced back to the 19th century. French occultist Alphonse Louis Constant, better known by his pen name, Eliphas Levy, his attempt at translating his name into Hebrew, was the first to conceive of the modern Baphomet symbol, although admittedly he did borrow elements from the devil of the medieval tarot. Levy's Baphomet, which he also referred to as the Sabbatic Goat, or Goat of Mendes, was meant to symbolize the absolute, or a kind of equilibrium or totality of binary opposites. Its arms posed in an alchemical gesture, one pointing upward, the other down, bear the Latin words salve and coagula, meaning to separate and join. Levy's illustration of Baphomet, which he had drawn himself, was included in his two-volume work entitled Dogma and Rituals of High Magic. Dogma was published in 1854, followed later by Ritual in 1856. Levy himself had the following to say about the so-called frontispiece, the illustration facing the title page. The goat on the frontispiece carries the sign of the pentagram on the forehead. With one point at the top, a symbol of light, his two hands forming the sign of occultism, the one pointing up to the white moon of Hesed, the other pointing down to the black one of Gabura. This sign expresses the perfect harmony of mercy with justice. His one arm is female, the other male like the ones of the androgyne of Kunrath the attributes of which we had to unite with those of our goat, because he is one in the same symbol. The flame of intelligence shining between his horns is the magic light of the universal balance, the image of the soul elevated above matter, as the flame whilst being tied to matter shines above it. The beast's head expresses the horror of the sinner, whose materially acting, solely responsible part has to bear the punishment exclusively, because the soul is insensitive according to its nature, and can only suffer when it materializes. The rod standing instead of genitals symbolizes eternal life. The body covered with scales, the water. The semicircle above it, the atmosphere. The feathers following above the volatile. Humanity is represented by the two breasts and the androgyne arms of the sphinx of the occult sciences. The sabbatic goat head inside an inverted star first appeared in the 1897 work Le Clef de la Magie Noire by yet another 19th century French occultist Stanislas de Guaita. At the five points of the star are the Hebrew letters spelling Leviathan. Also incorporated in the symbol are the names of the Hebrew archangel Samael and Lilith, Adam's first wife in Hebrew folklore. The same symbol, minus the names of Lilith and Samael, appear again later in Maurice Bessie's book, A Pictorial History of Magic and the Supernatural. It's this version which Anton LaVey would eventually adopt as the symbol of the Church of Satan, where it would become known as the Sigil of Baphomet. 
Another and newer non-theistic Satanist organization, the Satanic Temple, has adopted both a stylized version of the Sigil of Baphomet, as well as its own take on Eliphas Levy's cross-legged sabbatic goat. Their nine-foot-tall, one-ton bronze Baphomet statue has been at the center of battles concerning religious freedom and separation of church and state issues, such as attempts to have it displayed at the Oklahoma and Arkansas state capitals in response to Ten Commandment displays. As previously mentioned, Baphomet as the Sabbatic Goat is a relatively new invention, only dating back to the 19th century. But the name itself is centuries older. It first appears in transcripts from the Inquisition of the Knights Templar, although possible variants such as Baphomets or Baphom do appear earlier. The Templars were a medieval order of Crusader Knights, also known as the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon. Eliphas Levy, who believed that devil worship that allegedly took place during the Middle Ages was actually a continuation of pre-existing pagan rites, actually mentions the Templars while reflecting on the devil of the tarot. Below this figure we read a frank and simple inscription, The Devil. Yes, we confront here that phantom of all terrors, the dragon of all theogenies, the Araman of the Persians, the Typhon of the Egyptians, the Python of the Greeks, the old serpent of the Hebrews, the fantastic monster, the nightmare, the crocmitan, the gargoyle, the great beast of the Middle Ages, and worse than all these... The Baphomet of the Templars, the bearded idol of the alchemist, the obscene deity of Mendes, the goat of the Sabbath. The frontispiece to this ritual reproduces the exact figure of the terrible emperor of night, with all his attributes and all his characters. Yes, in our profound conviction, the Grand Masters of the Order of Templars worship the Baphomet and caused it to be worshipped by their initiates. Yes, there existed in the past, and there may be still in the present, assemblies which are presided over by this figure, seated on a throne and having a flaming torch between the horns. But the adorers of this sign do not consider, as do we, that it is a representation of the devil. On the contrary, for them, it is that of the god Pan, the god of our modern schools of philosophy, the god of the Alexandrian Thurgic school, and of our own mystical Neoplatonists, the god of Lamartine and Victor Cousin, the god of Spinoza and Plato, the god of the primitive Gnostic schools, the Christ also of the dissident priesthood. The mysteries of the Sabbath have been variously described, but they figure always in grimoires and in magical trials. The revelations made on the subject may be classified under three heads. One, those referring to a fantastic and imaginary Sabbath. Two, those which betray the secrets of the occult assemblies of veritable adepts. Three, revelations of foolish and criminal gatherings, having for their object the operations of black magic. As we'll soon discuss, the supposed Baphomet of the Templars differed greatly from the Sabbatic goat of Eliphas Levi. Founded in 1119, the Templars became a popular Christian charity and quickly grew in wealth, power, and membership. 
Although renowned for their military prowess, the majority of the Order's members were non-combatants responsible for managing the Templars' vast financial infrastructure, which spread throughout Christendom. In 1306, Pope Clement V, who desired to see the merger of the Templars and another order known as the Hospitallers, invited the Grand Masters of both organizations to Avignon, France, where he was based. Neither Jacques de Molay of the Templars or the Hospitallers, Fouque de Villeray, were particularly amenable to the idea of the proposed merger, but nevertheless agreed to the meeting. Jacques de Molay arrived first, while Divilleray would end up being delayed by several months. While waiting, de Molay and the Pope discussed charges that had been brought against the Templars. It was agreed that the charges were false, but Clement nevertheless wrote to King Philip IV of France, requesting official assistance with the investigation. Philip IV had been in deep debt to the Templars, and some historians speculate that he took advantage of the aforementioned charges, as well as lurid rumors surrounding the order, in an attempt to free himself from the financial burden. At dawn on Friday the 13th of October 1307, and yes, some do attribute this date with the origin of the Friday the 13th superstition, King Philip IV ordered the arrest of numerous Templars, including Grand Master Jacques de Molay. The arrest warrant issued by the king began with the words, God is not pleased. We have enemies of the faith in the kingdom. The Templars were accused of a number of lewd and blasphemous offenses. It was claimed that during initiation rituals they were required to spit on the cross, deny Christ, and engage in quote-unquote indecent kissing. They were also accused of more worldly or banal offenses such as fraud and financial corruption. Some of these accusations and offenses were corroborated or confessed to under duress and torture. One specific accusation made against the Templars was that they worshipped an idol or head which they called Baphomet. The etymology of the word is debated, but it's largely thought that it's most likely a corruption of the name Muhammad. The Templars were accused of adopting Saracen or Muslim religious practices, and one contemporary variant of the name of the Prophet Muhammad was Mahomet. It seems that Muhammad or Mahomet also became a general term for a false idol in medieval Christendom. In his 1987 book, The Knights Templar and Their Myth, author Peter Partner states, In the trial of the Templars, one of their main charges was their supposed worship of a heathen idol head known as Baphomet. Baphomet equals Mahomet. While researching this episode, I encountered the following account in numerous works. I was able to trace it as far back as Louis Spence's 1920 book, An Encyclopedia of Occultism. Gosseron de Montpezin, a knight of Provence, said that their superior showed him an idol made in the form of Baphomet. Another, named Raymond Roubaix, described it as a wooden head on which the figure of Baphomet was painted and adds that he worshipped it by kissing its feet and exclaiming Yala, which was, he says, verbum saracenorum, a word taken from the Saracens. A Templar of Florence declared that, in the secret chapters of the order, one brother said to the other, showing the idol, Adore this head, this head is your god and your Mahomet. 
Another young Templar confessed the following. I, Raymond de la Fierre, 21 years old, admit that I have spat three times on the cross, but only from my mouth and not from my heart. This would be in keeping with the idea that the Templars may very well have engaged in sacrilege and or idol worship, but not out of disdain or rejection of Christianity but to the contrary that it may have been done as a kind of preparation in case of capture, an attempt to condition themselves to be able to betray the cross in body, but not in heart or spirit. The exact nature of the idol the Templars supposedly worshipped varied from account to account. This is probably due in some part to the unreliability of both rumor and coerced confession. Some said it was a mummified head, possibly that of John the Baptist, others a head with three faces, or even a cat. In fact, the order did supposedly possess some silver gilt heads, which they kept as reliquaries, objects used to house relics, including one bearing the inscription, Caput or Head 58. Among those heads may have been those of St. Euphemia and Hugh de Payon himself, the co-founder and first Grand Master of the Templars. Dozens of Templars, including, despite having retracted their confessions, Grand Master Jacques de Molay and Preceptor of Normandy, Geoffroy de Charnay, were burned at the stake. Desmoliers asked that he be tied facing Notre Dame Cathedral, with his hands being able to be clasped in prayer. It's said that from the flames he shouted, God knows who is wrong and has sinned. Soon a calamity will occur to those who have condemned us to death. As the story goes, Pope Clement died a month later, and King Philip IV died in a hunting accident before the year was out. As stated earlier, the consensus seems to be that Baphomet is a corruption of Muhammad, but there are other interesting, if not entirely convincing, theories concerning the etymological roots of the word. In his 1965 work entitled Le Baphomet, Pierre Klosowski suggests that Baphomet is a coded amalgam, borrowing letters from various words. The following is an English translation. The Baphomet has diverse etymologies. The three phonemes that constitute the denomination are also said to signify, in coded fashion, Basilius, Philosophorum, Metallorum, the sovereign of metallurgical philosophers, that is, of the alchemical laboratories that were supposedly established in various chapters of the temple. The androgynous nature of the figure apparently goes back to the Adam Cadman of the Chaldeans, which one finds in the Zohar. According to this explanation, the B.A. is borrowed from Basilius, the P.H.O. from Philosophorum, and the M.E.T. from Metalloricum. Put them together, and you have the word or name Baphomet. Christoph Frederick Nikolai, a German bookseller and Freemason, active in the 18th and early 19th centuries, asserted that the Templars were Gnostics, and that Baphomet was a compound word from the Greek meaning baptism of wisdom. He also drew a connection between the so-called figure of Baphometi and the pentagram of Pythagoras, noting the similarities between the Gnostics and the Pythagoreans. Gnosticism from the Greek for knowledge, gnosis, is an umbrella term for a number of ancient sects or religious systems, many Christian or in the Christian Jewish milieu, which placed a heavy emphasis on mysticism and secret knowledge. 
19th-century French lexographer, Freemason, and philosopher Emile Littre, in Dictionnaire de la langue française, asserted that the word was formed Kabbalistically by writing backwards the abbreviation for Templi, Omnium, Homonym, Pacis Abbas, abbot or father of the Temple of Peace of all men. Apparently, his source was the so-called Abbe Constant, none other than Alphonse Louis Constant, the one and only Eliphas Levy, the French occultist behind the iconic Baphomet sabbatic goat image. According to Hugh J. Schoenfield, a scholar who had worked on the Dead Sea Scrolls, the word Baphomet was created by using what's referred to as the Atbash substitution cipher, a monoalphabetic cipher originally used to encode the Hebrew language. He argued that by applying the cipher to the word Baphomet, it could be interpreted as being an encoded form of the Greek word Sophia, meaning wisdom. Famed British occultist Alistair Crowley incorporated Levy's Baphomet into his own religious philosophy, Thelema. The following statement appears in Crowley's Gnostic Mass. And I believe in the serpent and the lion, mystery of mysteries, in his name, Baphomet. Crowley further states, The devil does not exist. It is a false name invented by the Black Brothers to imply a unity in their ignorant muddle of dispersions. A devil who had unity would be a god. The devil is historically the god of any people that one personally dislikes. This serpent, Satan, is not the enemy of man, but he who made gods of our race. Knowing good and evil, he bade, Know thyself and taught initiation. He is the devil of the Book of Thoth, and his emblem is Baphomet, the androgyne who is the hieroglyph of arcane perfection. He is therefore life and love, but moreover his letters Ion, the eye, so that he is light, and his zodiacal image is Capricornus, that leaping goat whose attribute is liberty. Like Levy, Crowley viewed Baphomet as representing a union of opposites, including the union of male and female in the zygote, especially in the form of a quote-unquote magical child conceived via sex magic. In his Confessions, Crowley discusses his adoption of the name Baphomet and its supposed etymology. I had taken the name Baphomet as my motto in the OTO, an abbreviation for Ordo Templi Orientis. For six years and more, I had tried to discover the proper way to spell this name. I knew that it must have eight letters, and also that the numerical and literal correspondences must be such as to express the meaning of the name in such a way as to confirm what scholarship had found out about it, and also to clear up those problems which archaeologists had so far failed to solve. One theory of the name is that it represents the words... And here I'll pause to say that Crowley offers two words rendered in Greek that according to him translate to the baptism of wisdom. And now I'll continue with this passage from Crowley. Another, that it is a corruption of the title meaning Father Mithras. Needless to say, the suffix R supported the latter theory. I added up the word as spelt by the wizard. It totaled 729. 
This number had never appeared in my cabalistic working, and therefore meant nothing to me. It, however, justified itself as being the cube of nine. The word Kephas, the mystic title given by Christ to Peter as the cornerstone of the church, has the same value. So far the wizard had shown great qualities. He had cleared up the etymological problem and shown why the Templars should have given the name Baphomet to their so-called idol. Baphomet was Father Mithras, the cubical stone which was the corner of the temple. So Crowley's concept of Baphomet, like that of Eliphas Levy, which he incorporated into his own system, seems to be largely an invention of 19th century occultism. Whatever you may make of Baphomet, as a skeptic who nevertheless has an enduring fascination with the occult, I'm glad I was finally able to dedicate an entire episode to this topic that has long captured my imagination. As always, thanks for listening.